Do you delight in your children? Do you actually delight in them? Mm. I would say on a daily basis. I was going to say more. <laughs> but do you delight in them on a daily basis more than just on their birthdays or when you have an occasion to post them on social media? I feel like oftentimes I'll type up something for a post and I will just have this moment of delight in them. And then there's a mess mm. and somebody's spilling, people, kids are fighting. <laughs> and I'm like, ugh. The delight was so short lived. (laughs) But what the challenge is, and again, here I am saying this is my this is my struggle. Others must struggle with it. Right. You you probably struggle with it. Yeah. Do we actually enjoy our children or do they just are they just mess makers, annoyers and obstacles to a real the real true joy that we want, which is whatever you want. Alone time, a clean house. Right. Or peace and quiet. Peace and quiet. (laughs) Um. Yeah, what I wonder with, with this conversation. I wonder if delight is a is a um, kind of is it something that we naturally have to come by, or is it something that we need to develop? Yeah, because I think some parents naturally delight much more in their in their children than yeah, others. Maybe more often, yeah, more consistently. Okay, and and how much of that is your your inclination, and and how much of that needs to be? Well, and how much of that is just your changed. experience with having? kids for a long time or being around young people for a long long time because I feel like my ability to delight in my kids I mean God is just so good when you have a baby and there's a newborn like on you you can't Mm -hmm. help but just delight and love and enjoy all of them and then when they are two and they're just little terrors and you're like how do I delight in you I feel like you're just dangerous and making messes and you're screaming at me but I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth like how do we find delight you have a two-year-old right now how do we find delight in those crazy moments that are not where I feel comfortable in right or confident Hmm. in as a parent all right so we're going to talk about that we'll see you on the other side I feel like this topic is going to hit home for us because we live our lives at home I work. This is our we office. We work from home. I'm in this room most of my life. <laughs> we do school at home. <laughs> we even have church at home. <laughs> we do. Church meets in our in, in our, our shop. shop. And yes. So I think there's a lot of moments in our lives because we have the kids around all the time and they are children to the core, as which I love. But like they're always coming into the office. I actually don't have a lock on my office door. So like if they want to come in, they come in. And I try to have an, I try to be delight, <laughs> delighted in them in those moments. <laughs> But when they come in in succession, every two minutes, it's hard. So it's going to hit home and learning how to delight. It doesn't mean you have to just, you know, at any cost, be happy right. with your kids. Right. But I'm just I'm curious to see where this conversation I think, goes. Yeah, I think we can delight in who they are and in the interruptions. But we also, like, how do we maintain that balance of yeah. order and God is a God of order. He is not one of chaos. And so it'll be a good conversation. Yeah. So if you're new to the show, my name is Ryan and I'm Selena. (laughs) We're the Fredericks. Uh, We spend our lives encouraging couples and families to live out the truth of God's word Mm -hmm. in our modern context. Uh, So this part of it is the parenting side of our weekly output. Uh, We have other things that we do on a weekly basis. We have our websites, fierceparenting.com, fiercemarriage.com. Uh, but if you want to support us, the best way you can do that is, uh, it, I'll, I'll phrase it this way. If you want to see more content like this, we rely on the, the support of our, of our listeners, of our readers, of our viewers. So just go ahead and like, subscribe, rate, review, do whatever you do, wherever you're watching this, hearing this, 
Um, if you want to partner with us, partner with us, excuse me, go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. There's options there. So thank you in advance. We just ask that you pray about it. And if God leads you, that you would act on his leadership in partnering. So, so whenever we're writing down these episodes and figuring out what we're going to talk about, uh, I always kind of bring a couple ideas to him because sometimes I think they're really great. And he's like, I don't think that's really going to, it's, it's just a, no, try again. So I said, what about this idea of delighting in your children and how sometimes it's just really hard. And he's like, well, where's that coming from? And I was like, my own struggle <laughs> that God is revealing to me. Praise God. Uh, often like, I don't know that I'm not delighting in my children until it's the end of the day. It feels too late. Uh, and one indicator for me and how much I'm maybe struggling with them and, and mm. how I'm not actually delighting in them is how, is how much I play or don't play with them. Yeah. More of probably like, cause I can play with them, but not really engage with them. I can sit in the same room with them, but not actually interact with them. Uh, again, like he said, the struggle for me is that we are home all the time and yeah. We love that. We have cultivated that life and we enjoy being with our children because we enjoy instructing them. We enjoy, well, sometimes instruction is hard and wearsome because you're saying the same thing over and over again, but it is a blessing of God to be able to teach them and have yeah. hard conversations anytime. But it's also a feeding, a clothing, a do the chores, a mitigate the well, fighting. I feel like that's where your most of your struggle in this area comes from is in being I'm outnumbered first of all <laughs> under you're constantly under the weight of the amount of things that you feel like have to get done and I do want to emphasize that you feel like have to get done because you do have a very accurate gauge on some days on things that yeah. have to get done things that would be nice to get done and things that I would just like to get done <laughs> but you start to feel just a cumulative weight accumulating weight yeah. of not only that but also like the expectations and the guilt and the feelings of I'm going to mess my kids up mm-hmm. and they're going to be resentful toward me for the rest of their lives because I lost my cool there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that all weighs on you. And the irony of it is it does nothing to create more delight in your heart. But it what just does, creates more exhaustion. It creates, yeah. Physically, spiritually, flustered. emotionally. Yeah, and more frustration. And mm-hmm. it actually squeezes out the remaining delight that yes. you have. Uh, even though your goal is to get more delight. You want to play with our kids. I, I mean, All this could be said for me too, maybe in a different way. Just yeah, how do because, dads struggle with not well, delighting in your children? You know, when I feel the weight of our lives and like, you know, cause I'm, we work, we do this work together, but when it comes down to like the nitty gritty of. Yeah, it's all you. Yeah, it's, I, I'm the one that's responsible for it. <laughs> managing the team, managing, you know, all the businessy stuff, you know, Revenue, bookkeeping, taxes, employees, all that kind of stuff. And so if I'm having a bad day and I come out and the girls are just like, Daddy, can we do a puzzle? I'm just like, that's the last thing I want to do. (laughs) And I I don't really want to do it with you. (laughs) Because you're just going to throw the pieces everywhere. It's going to make it chaotic. It's going to make me feel worse. (laughs) But then, you know, and what I found, okay, so I struggle with it because I just... I also enjoy what we do, I, and I I almost want to work. Maybe I'm a workaholic. I don't know. I like. Well, yeah, what I we think do. I think there's a you know dads can struggle with. In, I think it's okay to enjoy work, right? It's it's good to mm-hmm. enjoy the work that God's given you. But are you using it as a tool of avoidance, right, and not being yeah. around your family? <laughs> there are those days. Leading your family. There are those days, and Never. and we'll talk about how to kind of break that cycle. But in a nutshell, I think if I just am able to behold mm-hmm. our children and see them. And that's what we're going to talk about too. The okay. good news of this, 
but it's not the gospel. This is just good news for those of you wanting to learn to delight in your children is that we don't have to just survive in mm. the time in between nap or bedtimes uh, and, or while they're in school, the in between those times. We don't have to just try to survive, just get through it. But we, by God's grace, can mm. actually enjoy the time with these children that we get. We can enjoy getting to know them uh, emotionally and spiritually. Mm. But it really, for me, you're saying how, how, how do I enjoy them? They're everywhere. They're crazy or they're old teenagers and they don't want to talk to me. And honestly, the best answer we can give you is playtime. And of course that looks different for a teenager. Um, but playtime, we'll just call it is never really super fun for us. But if you take on the idea that can be delight, I think <laughs> it, it can, can be, it can, be, super it can fun. be, it's not always, super it's fun. not always super fun. And I, I think our never, natural but... tendency for me anyways, is that I feel like I've been with you all day. I don't, mm. the last thing I want to do is like play and have you tell me what I'm supposed to say and who I'm supposed to be in this character plot that you have going on as a five-year-old. Right. But I can still enjoy this blessing and it's not, it's not about me. It's about me observing. It's about me seeing them and learning about who they are through something like games hmm. or activities. We've learned that busy hands often make uh, a great space for us to get to know our kids and watch them interact and observe them laugh and play and just become who they are. So you're saying define playtime. Define it as an activity together. Yep, a time of engagement. A time of engagement. Now... I would say fun is the biggest element there. So crazy thing. Okay. We have these cats, barn cats that we adopted from her, her great uncle's farm. And one of them has no tail. <laughs> her name's Fiona, <laughs> not named after the movie Shrek. No, nope. <laughs> Mind you, after a book that we were reading at the time. And this cat always ends up in the tree. Oh my goodness. And I know cats will come down eventually, <laughs> but like eventually usually means like days yeah. or weeks. So and it's cold and it's winter. It's been really cold lately. And so I get home, it's late. Selena says, Fiona's up in the tree again. I can't get, get her down. So I figure out, okay, I'll, I'll get her down and I get home. So this cat is up in the tree. I got a 30 foot ladder. It's all the way to the last rung, extended <laughs> all the way up. And I've climbed up the tree another 10 feet. It's pitch black outside. <laughs> it's raining and cold, f- all the wind. <laughs> Della, I asked Della, our oldest, to come out and shine the light for me. And she's of course shining it in my eyes all the time. <laughs> Super helpful. <laughs> I'm like on the verge of falling out of this tree. Uh, delightful. So I'm trying to grab this cat to save this cat's life so it doesn't freeze. And she's bear hugging the tree so I can't get her out. And I, I'm like, okay, I got to figure out something else, another trick. So I, I climb down the ladder and I go inside. I'm talking to Della and we figure out I'm going to get a piece of chicken and I'm going to lure her into this like duffel bag thing that I have. <laughs> the old chicken in the bag trick, as we say. <laughs> um, and as, as we're walking out, Della says the funniest thing to me. She goes, I love doing this with you, Daddy. Aww. Were we playing? Yeah. Did I set out to do that thing? Like she's feeling connected because she's a part of some productive activity. Yeah. And so when we say like playtime, I really think what we mean is just like connection time, right? Yeah. It's playing can sometimes be part of that, but also when I ask them to help and work. Like, and you're paid yes. and you're patient with and them just, and instructive yeah. because oftentimes we think we're patient and we're like, okay, nail yeah. this board to this. And they're like, play around. You're like, no, you're done. Just stop. You can't even do it. Right. <laughs> Super patient. That's how when I am. Do we have our children nailing boards. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking of things that are productive. <laughs> build, build the barn, <laughs> build the barn, do it right. 
<laughs> okay, anything. Like, even just clean up their room. Sometimes I'm like, did you even clean it? And they're like, yeah, we did a really good job. And I'm like, <laughs> I think my relative in this standards case. are too high. <laughs> Point is, yeah, it's that intentional time to yeah. connect uh, and, and to behold them as children. I think they, they love that. And I think to understand this idea of delight, uh, going to scripture, looking Mm. at, for me, I looked at one of the first places that we see the word delight. And interestingly enough, it's in Mm. Genesis 3, uh, verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was there with her and he ate. Mm. So right before the fall, we see that delight to the eyes the phrase that kind of came to me when we were sitting here talking about it is that often delight begins with sight. How are we seeing our children? Are we seeing them as problematic? Are we seeing them as annoyances? Or do we actually see them as someone made in God's image? Uh, Do we see them as a soul that we can, that we have been entrusted with, or are they just merely a roadblock or a commodity? We often hear, uh, People say, you know, they just have kids because it's kind of the next thing that you do after you get married, right? And we just we just have kids and it's, they become a commodity, but God calls them a blessing. So how are we how are we not seeing them rightly? And I think uh, I want to I want to jump in okay. because I think you stumbled across maybe a, a really neat parallel to be made because yeah, she saw the fruit and it was delightful. When she saw the you know the fruit of the knowledge of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. At what point did it turn into sin? Mm. So it's one thing to, to see our children as a delightful thing. It's another thing to see those children as ultimate in any sense that sets God to the side or sets him in a backseat. Mm. Remember the lie was that God was holding out in some way and this, this so fruit good. was better than something God had said. And so we can look at something delightful, including our children. Mm-hmm. And we can turn Something them, that God created, right? And we can twist it and turn it into a fall moment yeah. where now I'm placing the commands of God on the back burner because I want to delight my children so much because they have become my functional God. Mm. Now this, you see this in families when they start skipping church to go to sports games. They start, I'm telling, I'm going to subtext some of you guys, Like God said, don't forsake the gathering. Mm. Okay. But if we're forsaking the gathering now, once in a while, I think is totally fine. And it's all about discernment and being reasonable in that. But if every weekend, Mm. You've just basically jettisoned church from your life because you've completely forsaked, forsaken the gathering. Yeah. Because little Johnny's got, you know, the deluxe super supreme team baseball, whatever it's called. <laughs> Johnny's our invisible son <laughs> that doesn't or, exist. Little Johnny's got, you know, his, his <laughs> ice skating practice or whatever. Uh, the point is that that's I think what where delight can turn into something that's really yeah dark evil and dark yeah, yeah. yeah. right so uh, yeah. The next attribute I think about delight that we see in scriptures is that delight often brings us to a new place of thriving. And we see this, I see this a lot, this theme in the Old Testament uh, in Numbers uh, 14.8 says, if the number, if the number, if the Lord delights Mm -hmm. in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. So of course this is in the Old Testament, this is before the Israelites enter into the promised land. They are, God is, is, is delighting in them. And maybe we may, we might not see a geographical like change of location, right? But to be delighted in, to know that it feels good. I mean, remember when you were a kid, remember when your parents enjoyed you or took time, I feel like there's just 
a few moments on our hands that we can count of when our, our parents really enjoyed the time with us and how that made you feel. It kind of brought you to this new, maybe it was just an emotional uh, place of thriving. Like you feel confident. You feel like you can conquer the world. Uh, it, it just leads us to a new place, I think, of enjoyment with our kids. And it can bring us to a new place of just thriving rather than just surviving the awake hours, right? And so... You mentioned that, sorry, you, you keep bringing up these passages and this num- passage from Numbers, if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land. That's very calibrating. Mm-hmm. But there's two dimensions to God's delight in his people, right? There's the covenantal right. delight, which says you are my people and that's not going to change. Right. I promised Abraham and you're part of that promise. Therefore, in that sense, you're always my people and I will always delight in you as my people. But did God always delight in them though? Like did, mm-hmm. did, did he lead them right away into the promised Mm-mm. land? Well, why not? Because they were a grumbling, a wicked, a forgetful people. Mm. And so when we talk about delighting in our kids and we're modeling ourselves after God's love for his children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. You know, our kids are never going to be not our kids. Right. There's nothing that could change that. Not even if we wanted it, like <laughs> they would still be our children. Stop. <laughs> But, and I tell them this, I said, you will always, I, we will always love you, but when you disobey, you are out of our good graces in that moment. You, you are subject now to discipline and not delight. Mm-hmm. And why would I discipline you? Why would I not give up on you? Well, it's, it's precisely because I love you right. that I will discipline you. Now, discipline, the Lord disciplines those he loves. And, yeah. Yeah. And the Bible and, tells us that. Yes, exactly. And we are to respond gratefully to the Lord for his discipline. If we're parenting our children with mm. delight, where they feel secure in us, then we can then go to them and say, listen, I love you. Yeah. And that's precisely so why you have to bear this consequence right now. Yeah. And you know what that does, though, is that gives us an immense opportunity for grace. Yeah. We see grace in Scripture. God had grace on his people. Remember, law was grace, law, grace, more grace mm-hmm. was kind of the pattern we see throughout in the Old Testament. Namely Deuteronomy, I love the, love that book. Um, but we say, we have that opportunity to show grace when we've laid the delight and discipline foundation with our children. Yeah, uh, many times. Yeah, uh, we like. <laughs> I cannot handle whining and bickering, and most parents probably can't. But <laughs> I'm not unique in that. I was like, what parent is like? <laughs> I love when my kids whine. But you know it's when you get out, favorite, and you're, <laughs> and you're out and about, and you're trying to have a fun time. <laughs> And they're just ruining it. <laughs> and I'll look at. I don't even I'll, know how to like. And I'll look at. And like you and your kids know better. And for whatever reason, their, their blood sugar is low. They've just had a bad day. Maybe they you know stubbed their toe. They're just complaining and grumbling. And you've told them and told them this. You know you need to get your attitude. Wrap your head around it, kid, because this is what. And uh, I've said to Della, all right, well, and I'll, and I'll say this calmly. You've heard me say it, all right. Well, you're you're gonna have a consequence when you get home. <laughs> And you might not know what that means, but she knows what that, Della knows what that means. There's going to be a consequence when you get home. <gasps> and her orientation completely changes. Oh, man. Okay. Then she's, it's it's psychological warfare at that point. Right? Yeah. He, that's all he has to say. And they're just like <laughs> crumbling. Well, because they know. Dying that, inside. Here's, the, here's why I have to say that. Because they know that when daddy says that, that's what happens. That's, that's the letter of what daddy says goes in those instances in with rare exception. And so I, I'm always engaging now on our way home. I'm gauging how are they responding? How are they are they showing me a sense of repentance, a sense of a change of heart, a softened heart, a renewed 
like respect for <laughs> for this situation, for what mommy and daddy say. And then I get home and I okay, go upstairs, your consequence is coming. <laughs> just and you know they, you're not trying no, to they be. know that i love them right yeah she goes upstairs and she's crying and i'm like and i'm trying not to you know break character <laughs> anyway he laughs at girls when they cry no i don't you do he laughs he's laughed at me when i you, cry no i <laughs> are you gonna cut this out <laughs> I mean, you're just a liar that's what i'm saying <laughs> Early in our marriage, you would laugh at the most inopportune moments because they were silly tears. It's because they were silly tears. No, there uh, it is. Husbands unite. (laughs) Um, So anyway, back to the children. I'll go upstairs, and this is what I'm trying to get to: is I'll say, "All right, I'm going to teach you a lesson right now." And they're thinking, "Okay, this is the consequence I've been I've deserved, right?" Yeah. I'll say, "No, this is here. This is what grace is. Hmm. This is what mercy means. Mercy is." not getting what you do deserve, okay? I'm not gonna give you your consequence. I'm gonna give you mercy right now. You know why? Because God has given us mercy. I'm also gonna give you grace, which grace is getting what you don't deserve. Mm. You know what I'm gonna give you right now? I'm gonna give you a hug, a big hug. And I'm gonna tell you I love you because my grace is never gonna go away from you. I will always hug you, I will always love you. And by the way, let's go downstairs and go have a treat together. <laughs> like, Because I want you to experience grace to the nth degree after that dark news of like I have fallen out of mm. grace. So anyway, the idea of delight is there's a there's a sense of delight that is unchanging in a parent and there's a sense, sense of delight that is attached to right. the softness of heart, the obedience of our children. That's not conditional love. It's not conditional mm-hmm. love. Cuz you always, yeah. But it's a it's a sense of delight and good communion between parent and child. Right. So, first thing just to recap, uh delight often begins with sight. How are we seeing our children? Are we seeing them rightly? Uh, biblically speaking, uh, delight brings us as parents, and I would say as children, as our children, it would bring all of us into a new place of thriving, of getting past this Mm. idea that we just need to survive until we all go back to bed. Uh, I think that's a lie. There are plenty of moments and ways for us to move forward in learning how to thrive uh, with them. And the third part to this and we'll end with this is that delight leads to establishment and I know that sounds kind of funny Hmm. I'm saying establishment which equals confidence in God because when we look at Psalm 37 uh, verses 23 and 24 uh, he says the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights Hmm. in his way though he fall he shall not be cast headlong for the Lord upholds his hand so again when we are delighted delighting in our children so there's two ways we experience and receive this I guess and give this so as we delight in our children Mm -hmm. they are being more established and we are having an impact on the person they are becoming when God delights in us that also establishes us right Mm -hmm. as his children and how we can have confidence in who he is and who the who is his character and his promises and his covenants and how we who we know him to Mm -hmm. be Uh, So again, there's us delighting in our children, God delighting in us, us delighting in the things of God, uh, all leading to this confidence and establishment of confidence in who God is, who we are, where we stand with the Lord. So again, parents, we ask you, do you delight in your children on a daily basis? Have you taken the time to understand what it means to delight in them and how you can enjoy them? Uh, Do we Mm. trust that it's possible to actually enjoy your kids? 
I would say just be encouraged at whatever age or stage that you find yourself in. Kids are hard. Parenting is hard. But God is faithful and we can pray that he will just enlarge our hearts to love and delight Mm. in our children the way he does. So again, don't underestimate the impact you can have on your children by simply delighting in them. And I I love all that. Thank you. I I wanted to add the now show them that delight. Mm -hmm. And what is the main way that God shows us that he delights in us? We know he does. Mm -hmm. But one way that we can be constantly reassured that he does, in fact, because he's showing us is that he hasn't left. He hasn't given up on Mm -hmm. us. He hasn't let us have to the nth degree, whatever that thing is that we would delight over him. Is that he constantly will be bringing us back into right communion and relationship with him through discipline, through conversation, Mm -hmm. through the Holy Spirit. I was going to say conversation in our words because I think as a mom, I struggle with just deleting, like delighting in them, but then quickly deleting that I actually do delight in them by how I converse with them. If I get really short or I get really dismissive, dismissive or toxic in how I say things and belittle them, uh, then I'm, I'm kind of contradicting all of my efforts here. And so I'm thankful that our, most children are very gracious and grace filled oh, so long as there's really that established delight and repentance on your part as a parent yeah, so uh, don't, as it needs to happen. This is not to make you feel beat up or beat down no. if you've ever made a mistake, but mm-hmm. to say like there is a foundational delight that needs to be solidified in the heart of the child. And mm-hmm. then there's a situational delight that needs to be shown very specifically and intentionally that we can sometimes, that's the piece, that's the piece that I feel like is more fleeting. Yeah. And that's, I think where we can fall the shortest as parents as we forget the situational delight. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so yeah, hopefully that was helpful to you. Um, there's so much more to be said on the topic of delight. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anything else to say right now though. So <laughs> do you want to nice. pray us out? So? Uh, God, thank you so much for our children. Thank you for loving us as your children and adopting us and bringing us into the fold. God, may Mm. we continue to model your grace and your mercy. Uh, May you fill us with joy and delight that comes from you that will just overflow into our children. Help us to have right uh, sight. Help us to see our children, how you see them. Help us to see them as made in your image, souls Mm. that we've been entrusted to steward for your glory. Mm. God, may we rest in you. May we follow your words diligently, but may we rest in you and love our children mm-hmm. and delight in them. Uh, may it teach our hearts. Holy Spirit, instruct us, uh, lead us, and counsel us in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, this episode of Fierce Parenting is in the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. So until then, stay fierce.